Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are talking about post-run rituals. So uh, if you've been with me for a little while, you know that I'm a big believer in rituals. And rituals to me, some people might call them habits, routines. They're those things that we do always, right? Um, I think that feels a little obvious. Um, but specifically, like to get us grounded and to get us kind of in the groove and quite frankly, to make sure we don't forget stuff, okay? There's so many variables and so many things we need to think about on a trial day uh, or maybe even training that it helps to make routines out of some things so that we don't forget them or we don't worry about them, right? Things that we already have set up in place are things that we then get to let go of and kind of not even think about. So I like having those things, right? I like having habits. I'm kind of a habitual person. Our dogs like habits and structure. And so I think that that's super helpful. And so I've talked a lot about uh, before about having kind of pre-run rituals or things that we always do and I and how important that is to ground ourselves and ground our dogs, especially as we go to different places to trial, maybe even a brand new place. Um, or the, for those dogs, those of us who do a lot of different sports, how does our dog know what game they're playing that day, right? How do our rituals change and inform them in terms of what they will be doing? Um, because it's got to be a little disconcerting for, you know, we put the dogs in the car, they're like, okay, great, we're going somewhere. Okay, mom's, you know, we've got the good treats, I can smell them. Like, okay, we're going to a place, mom's got her, you know, good clothes on or whatever. Or in my case, I put on a baseball hat because I was trialing a baseball hat, controls the bangs. And, um, and so they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to a competition, we get it. But I have three dogs. So one of the first questions they might have is like, are we all competing? Like who's doing what today? Or what sport is this? You know, are we doing agility? Are we doing obedience, rally, draft, barn hunt, scent work? I mean, confirmation, like there could be, there's a lot of choices in the multiple choice thing. And so what are we doing? So in the mornings, I have a very simple routine. It's the same routine. I get to the place, I get myself organized. Um, then I walk dogs, I show them the environment that we're going to be in. They get to see the equipment or whatever. And that sort of informs them of like, haha, I know what sport this is. Um, or maybe they've been to a place before and it's familiar. Um, but there are a couple places that sometimes I do. There's one place I do obedience, rally, barn hunt, and agility all at that same location. So it's still kind of a, uh, you know, a toss up at what we're doing. So anyway, I've talked a lot about those rituals. I think they're really important. And I think that they are more impactful than we give them credit for. And I really learned that with my first dog. But the thing I've never talked about and the thing that came up on a call in the Q membership, uh, special workshop thingamajig that we did the other, uh, the other month was, um, post run rituals. I never talk about them. And I think they're just as important. 
And I think that they are uh, slightly more criteria based, which we'll get to, um, meaning they depend on what just happened in the ring. All right. Uh, in short, you're not going to jackpot your dog with like the best filet um, if you just did a walk of shame to get back to the crate. Right. So um, I think that we really need to think more about our post run rituals. Now, a lot of these things you're probably already doing. You probably already have habits. You probably, if you stop and pause and think about what you do when your dog comes out of the ring, um, it's probably pretty similar. Um, but I noticed recently that my own post-run rituals uh, have changed a little bit uh, after COVID. And part of that was I was trialing more out of my car. And I always, I always, if you've listened to me before, you know that I quote crate in the car because I feel like my dogs settle better in the car. And for me, if it's too hot to be in the car, I have Bernie's mountain dogs. If it's too hot for them to be in the car, it's too hot for them probably to trial. So it kind of works out, but I'm simplifying, of course, for this conversation. Um, but what I've noticed is that in post-COVID times where I am not even bringing a crate in the building to jackpot, which is something I used to always do, it is changing when and how I jackpot, which is impacting my post-run ritual, uh, which may be impacting how successful or not successful my dog thinks that they just were. Okay. And I'll give you a great example. So uh, recently I was doing agility. I was crating in the car. I did not bring a crate into the building for jackpotting. Um, it's also kind of good to have if you have to do like a quick handoff, you have a quick place to throw your dog instead of walking all the way back to the car. But regardless, I wasn't doing that. And I had a parking space I really loved. It was kind of pseudo shady and it was away from everybody, but that meant it was farther away from the building. And so I was also jackpotting at the crate, which was at my car, which was at the end of the parking lot. So the farthest from the door. Um, and so what I was finding is that I would come out of the ring and because I wasn't, because my jackpot wasn't right there in the building, I wasn't there was more obstacles between me and the building or me and the car, meaning like I stopped to talk to people. I mean, I was happy with my dog. I was petting her. I was like, yay, good girl. That's amazing. Wow, great. But then I would stop to talk to someone and she was like, uh, hello, jackpot. Like what's happening? So I was not consciously, I was delaying her jackpot. Now this had been a habit for years. I mean, this dog is six. We'd been doing this for like five years of like, come out of the ring, run to the crate, get the jackpot, good girl, whatever. And on days that she quote, wasn't good, I would do it with less enthusiasm. And on the very rare occasion that there was a walk of shame involved, we would just walk to the car. Okay. And if you'd asked me a year ago, what was my post run ritual? I would have described these scenarios. All right. And I would have been crystal clear on them. I am not crystal clear on them right now. And shame on me. Okay. Shame on me. So I um, noticed this at this trial. This was a two day, it was actually three day trials or two days. And I noticed this on Saturday and I was like, oh no, I have to fix this. 
And I fixed it via a match because this was a trial that had a match. And I'm, as we know, I'm working on my weave poles with Mox. So I entered her in this match to do weave poles. And I brought in one of those, um, oh, I don't even know what their names are, but like one of those like treat pouches that are also like a tug toy kind of a thing. Well, um, because I could bring a a toy into the ring, can't bring treats, but you could bring it loose treats, but I could bring this toy into the ring. And then that way she would like get excited about it, do the weaves, have this immediate reward, right? Because why do the weaves if you don't get an immediate reward? So all of this is clicking and uh, just taking you through the process. And I had help with one of my listeners. We talked it through uh, beforehand, kind of what my plan was going to be. So you know who you are, listener. Thank you. And um, so we talked it through, did the thing, whatever, whatever. And in it, I realized like, hey, dummy, (laughs) like, why are you working so hard on this and yet putting more pressure on this, asking more of her and yet delaying her reward? doesn't feel like that goes together. So we, you know, reloaded that treat pouch, which by the way, desperately need a new one because the Velcro is falling apart on this one. Um, but I loaded it up, had meatballs in it. Um, and then on Sunday took it into the building with me, set it over in the corner. She definitely played for it for a minute. She knew it was there. She was like, Oh yeah. And then when we left the ring, we left and went to that. Okay. Just like in the match, we left the ring and I opened it, right? Because I can't, you can play with a toy, but you can't, you know, you know. And so I, you know, left the ring, opened it, gave her some treats in it, put it back, went back into the ring for in the match. And in the trial, you know, came out, jackpotted to it. She had it and she had her an instant reward. And then we went to the car and then she got a couple more things and that was great. All right. But my point in this like long and I don't know, full of detour story is that my post run ritual had gotten away from me and it was not in alignment with my criteria and it was not in alignment with um, what I was working on. And I think that's all really important. And, you know, the other things that can go into a post run ritual go beyond just how and when and where you jackpot or you reward. Um, But it also speaks to, like I've got a friend of mine, her dog really wants to go do a big potty after it runs. She can't get it to do it before, but after it runs, time for a big potty. So that is part of her cool down. It's part of her post-run ritual. It's part of what she does, okay? And she's developed that and um, it works. And so now it's a habit. And now actually she does it with all of her dogs, she gives them a chance to do that. Not everybody takes the same opportunity to do it, but whatever. Um, you know, we all probably need to get better at cool downs. You know, it's, it's you know, sometimes we can't do it because we're running another dog or have a conflict or whatever, but we all could get better at cool downs uh, or stretching or things like that. Um, and we all could probably get better at not just throwing the dog in the car and then going back in and wanting to talk to other people about our run or get feedback, right? Dogs first. They're the athletes on the day. Even if they're just walking around the rally ring, they're still the athletes and we need to treat them as such. So I'm bringing all of this up as a way to say, like, you know, don't forget to um, review those post-run rituals and really 
really treat them as as important as they are. I had someone relay uh, something that someone told her to me, and they said that the first 10 seconds you come out of the ring determines your success in your next 10 runs. And while I might be getting that slightly wrong, the concept is there, which is what you do immediately is really the first feedback your dog gets and will then impact how they think about their next runs the next time they go into those rings. And I'm like, dang, think about that, right? Affects my next 10 runs. Now, nine, eight, four, two, 27, doesn't matter of the number. What matters is that you know, think about it. If, if you come out of, think of it, if it was a person, right? Think of people who are running people. Oh my God, the visual. But anyway, think about it, if people were running people. You, I, I bring you out of the ring and I, and I just kind of grab you tightly by the collar and drag you through a crowd and be like, yeah, that was good, but let's get over here. I mean, that's some mixed message stuff going on, right? So we really need to think about it in terms of like, well, how would I feel? as I come out of the ring and I either get no feedback, delay feedback, inconsistent feedback, um, conflicting feedback, what does that tell me? How does that inform me as the dog? I'm being the dog now. Um, how does that inform me the next time I go back into the ring? What changes do I make? What differences would I like? What, like how, what, what, how does that happen? And so I think that that's like super important to, for us to really think about our post-run rituals and what is the message that we're sending, okay? So again, if you've been following a while, you've probably got some really great pre-run or morning rituals. Like you've heard me say, I have the same couple things I say to my dogs the last few things. I always try to say like, thanks for running with me, you know, um, is one of the last things I say before we walk in the ring because I think it, I feel like it reconnects me to my dogs, to what we're doing here. It reminds me of the fact that like it was my idea to enter um, and um, just reminds me of the fact that I'm grateful for my dogs and that they're willing to do this crazy stuff with me, right? But in my post run, I don't have a parallel for that. I don't have something like that that I'm doing. I'm working on developing one. And I think that we also, just like the pre-run can be so impactful into the day, the performance, how it goes. I think the post run is every bit as, as important because the post run is our opportunity to tell our dogs that was amazing. That was amazing, except that was a train wreck, <laughs> right? Or I get that you tried, but we're going to do better next time, right? And I just don't think that all of us are being as conscious about the post-run as we are about the pre, right? Again, doesn't matter what your venue is, doesn't matter if you're going into rally novice or you're going into the finals, you know, um, it matters of what is the message that we're sending and also another way to think about it is what is the kind of the last word on that run? You know, one thing I talk about a lot is like that this concept of kind of quote playing the long game, that you're not just doing this run for today, you are do doing, you are investing in future runs, right? I mean, unless it's, unless it is truly your retirement run, okay, in whatever sport, but if you're going into the rally novice ring, you're investing in the rally master's ring, 
right? Because you want your dog to like that ring. You want that dog to feel confident in that ring. You want to feel confident in that ring. You are investing in the future runs, like the future titles, the future events, the future trials, okay? And if we look at it as all of, all of this is investment and any mistakes that are made are feedback, then of course we have to think about our post-run rituals as the same. What is the message I'm sending my dog when I come out of the ring? When we come out of the ring, shouldn't even say it that way, when we come out of the ring. What is the message I'm sending? What do I want them to know? What do I want them to understand? I'm grateful. That was great for trying. Good try. There were some really good things in there. You know, we can talk to them more. We can, you know, invite them in to be part of the conversation. We know they understand much more than, you know, again, some of those, some of our muggle pet owner friends would think, um, but we know they understand. We know they get our disappointment. They probably felt our disappointment in the ring when the mistake happened anyway. We don't have to like keep beating it into their head. The other thing is, is like, what if they made a mistake at the third obstacle and now it's obstacle 20 or sign 20 or, you know, five minutes later and we're disappointed? Like that happened so long ago to them, <laughs> okay? So we have to really think about that. And what was great about this conversation that I had before this match, before this trial last month with this listener was that, um, you know, I made a really great plan for post match run, right? We, we kind of did that together and I'm going to be honest. I don't think I was making those plans for my regular quote, regular normal runs, you know, my trial runs. I wasn't making those plans. So the next time you go into a trial, maybe that's this weekend, couple things. The first time, just notice. Don't put so much pressure on it. Don't be like, oh my God, I'm not doing this either. I got to change it. It's fine. First step is to notice. Okay. And that's what we're doing. I'm noticing myself. I'm putting, you know, a spotlight on my own, you know, post-run rituals. And um, because I'm doing that, they're automatically going to get better. Okay. Even if I do nothing else, my awareness has changed and I can't unchange that right? If you will, right? I can't go backwards. I can't forget that I now know this. All right. So part one, just be aware. Going into this weekend, if you're trialing this weekend, um, just be aware. What are you doing? What are, what's routine? What feels like you don't even think about it anymore? Um, and do you like it? Are you getting the results that you want? Is everybody happy? Um, you know, I would have told you that my dog's I taught them the routine. I taught them the routine of coming out of the ring and running to their crates and getting their jackpots. But that was their routine. That's what, you know, we, we show, we teach our dogs and then they show us what they've learned, right? And what I was teaching my dogs is that, yes, after you run, you get a jackpot. But, and that's what they learned. But they learned it was, it, it was just after any run. What in my head, I was like, well, I mean, good runs, you get better treats and bad runs, you might get fewer treats or whatever. whatever. In my head, I had all this criteria, which by the way, I never really shared. <laughs> so they were just thinking, go in the ring, might be scary, might be stressful, do the thing, come out, run to crate, get big reward. It's usually roasted chicken from Wegmans, yum. <laughs> okay. This is my routine. But is that the routine I want? Did it always work in any situation? What happened when I delayed my jackpot because I was crating in the car? 
so many factors. How can there be this many factors in your post run? Um, but there are because we're always sending messages. We are always training our dogs. Right now, I am sitting recording this. My dogs are lying about the cabin, if, as you will. And it's a form of training because they are learning that I'm not paying any attention to them. So they need to just go settle because they ain't getting no attention out of me right now. Right? So we're always training our dogs. We are always messaging to them. We are always giving them feedback. What feedback is our post-run ritual giving them? Blew my mind, not trying to overwhelm you. So first step is to just notice, notice if it's working, think about if there's different criteria you want to bring in. And then eventually, eventually, not necessarily this weekend, eventually get to a point where, okay, I'm going to go do this run and my post run ritual is going to look like X. Maybe it's if she does or do, doesn't do the weaves, I'm going to change it or not change it this way. Or maybe this time I'm going to ignore whether or not she does it because I just want her to have fun in the ring. It doesn't matter. My point is make a plan, have criteria and have a post run ritual or criteria or plan, whatever you want to call it again, that not only that you like and that you can continuously execute because consistency is key, but that is going to get you the results that you want in the long run, that you are investing every time you pick up that leash in the future with your dog. Okay. So that's what I want for you. Give it some thought, noodle on it, try it out. Let me know how it goes. And no matter what you are doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic one with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.